0: Hi, Sam here with some quick important information before we head into episode 52, Rocky 3. The post-swirl section of this episode, i.e. the bit after we've watched the film, was plagued with all sorts of technical difficulties, gremlins, goblins, ghouls, all sorts of stuff. You'll hear us chatting about it a bit on the show, but the problems we thought were exclusively on Skype were also on the recordings as well. Long story short, Kevin's side of the conversation post-swirl might just sound a little bit weird, but it should be perfectly listable. I managed to patch everything up with the backup recording that we always do, although that backup recording also had technical glitches and problems with it. you a quick example of what that sounds like. Movie blooper,
1: blooper,
0: Thankfully, both recordings seem to have their glitches and problems at different points. So, what we have is a kind of patchwork of the original recording and the backup recording mixed together to try and smooth things over. For the most part, this works absolutely fine. You might notice a few little strange noises here and there, but you'll get a full idea of what was going on. I just wanted to warn you ahead of time that it's not quite up to our normal audio quality standards but it's listenable and fine. All right, with all that waffle out of the way, let's bloody get swirling, yeah?
1: A swirl, Errol. Would you give me back me feckin' shoe? It's episode <laughs> number 52, and it's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin, saddling up and moseying along the dusty trail of Hollywood, California, looking at all the movies that are in the cinemas and on the the posters and all that as well. Joined by my OTP, Sam Chaplin. Hello, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, how's, how's things? All right, yeah, I'm okay. Have you got sequelitis? Huh? Well, it looks like it,
0: because the vote this time on Cinema Swirl was for sequels to films we've already covered on the
1: thing. Hot behind the scenes goss here. Sure, sure. Okay? I don't just throw out hot behind the scenes goss, you know, on the non premium feed willy <laughs> nilly. But we had to actually ourselves decide to change the entrance in the vote before it went out, didn't we? We did. So the choices were Back to the Future
0: 3. Rocky three and Indiana Jones, Temple of the, s- the second one. The second one,
1: yeah. Indiana Jones and the second, <laughs> the second
0: film. <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> was gonna be, Ghostbusters two was gonna be in there,
1: but I pushed for Back to the Future being back in the fold. Why did you push for Back to the Future? Is it because the, you this franchise is like in your scopes as being one that you'll be polished off, and you thought I'll be. I'll be adding that to the old graveyard, huh? Yeah, it was in my scope, so I wanted to polish it off and pop it in the graveyard. It was just... It felt oh, like it was one maybe... of those situations, wasn't it?
0: Like? <laughs> I, no, I just thought... It's one of those hanging threads that's like... We never... It was a trilogy that we haven't finished. Mm. I'm sure eventually, somewhere down the line, we'll come back to it.
1: Yeah, why don't we do a special underwhelming sequel swirl? <laughs> do Alien 3, Back to the Future 3, Predator 2, and I'm going to have a really great time on Twitter this week. Yeah. So, Sam, the, the winner was Rocky by, by a margin. Considerable or otherwise? Yeah, it, it was quite close at the top, but
0: ultimately the winner was Rocky 3! Rocky 3! Rocky 3! Rocky 3! It's the third of the Rockies! This is the one we're gonna do today on the show that we are doing right now. OTP! Rocky
1: 3! <laughs> Diddly Lund. D! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rocky 3 won. So congratulations to Rocky 3. Refresh my memory and the audience as a surrogate through my ears of your experience with the Rocky movies. Well,
0: I enjoyed them because I gave Rocky 1 4.5 star wipes. Rocky two four start wipes. Are we, yeah. are we heading towards a downward slope here? Is this going to get a three and a half? Can I do halves? Is it going to get? I mean, who knows? We're we're
1: living in a post half world now. Uh. We've decided that. All right. Okay. All right. Was that decided? I, I, or was that was that inconclusive? I thought it was decided, mate. Did <laughs> it's it's is it? <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I know people take the ratings very seriously, yeah. Sam, and I don't want people to think that I don't, okay? okay? all right, I don't want that slander. So, rough summary, Rocky Balboa mm. started
0: out as a bum. A bum? A bum. Just a, a bit, an amateur boxer.
1: <laughs> an amateur bum? He wasn't a professional bum or anything like that, like, you know. No, and he had his little mate Adrian, who was there as well, who he, he got on with. <laughs> and
0: Big Shot... Big, you know, Apollo Creed. He's Ugh. the big boxer at the time. He's like, was he the world champion? He was the world champion. He was champion. massive is what he was. He yeah. was the biggest boxer they'd ever seen, like. And one of his opponents dropped out in the first one or something like that, and he needed to find a new opponent. Thought, oh, we'll just get some schmuck, some bum, some do-nothing, no-good.
1: And then someone <laughs> was like, wait a minute, did you say bum? Because I know a guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Rocky, a famous bum, steps up to the plate, Goes one on one with him. Oh, also he's got a manager called Mickey, I think, and Adrian's brother Paulie is a bit of a knob.
1: Yeah, now not to be confused. Now that's because I know you said that someone's a Mickey and someone's a knob, but they're not. (laughs) They're not this. They're different. All right, Mickey's not a knob. Mickey's not a knob. Paulie's a knob and a Mickey. Yeah, Polly's a Mickey. Mickey's not a Mickey. Polly's a total Mickey. Like, but if you say that Mickey's a cock, I'll straight (laughs) up like I'll get that knob Polly on you straight away for that kind of slander. All right. So he goes one on one with Apollo, and it's it's a
0: draw or it's like a split decision at the end. He doesn't win. But he he stuck it out for the
1: whole twelve rounds or whatever it was. Exactly. He basically had whatever like an anti bomb buff essentially after that. Yeah, he had an anti bomb you know? buff. He was
0: like, I did it for you, AG, I did it And so Rocky two, he's riding high on the fame from lasting twelve rounds with the world champion. Right, and everyone's having to go to Apollo being like you you didn't properly win, mate, a split decision, it's not proper it's like ksi logan paul type situation where it's like come on mate we're gonna have
1: to (laughs) yeah it's it's exactly like that that's very good you know
0: so eventually apollo grants him a rematch they have a rematch right and also adrian his little mate gets
1: married to him oh he did he did a big old marry on her didn't he's
0: he he got married he's all like oh I've got loads of money I'm going to buy watches and stupid jackets and stuff and do adverts but he's really shit in the adverts he can't act for love no money all he can do is box he wants to retire S- sounds like a bit of a bum to me so if he's got something up with his eye as well I think his eye was going to be in trouble if he got hit.
1: That was it. His eye's all swollen, isn't it? Yeah. But I'll be fine. I'll do adverts. And then the adverts don't work out. So you have to get back into boxing. What it is, no, I've heard of this. It's the boxers get it. It's the cauliflower eye yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. that they get. He had cauliflower and eye. <laughs> it's a very it's a very particular, special and bad type of eye that you, you don't want to have that. Adrian,
0: that she was pregnant with Rocky's baby, Rocky Jr. Rocky Jr. was fine. Adrian fell into a coma. Rocky... She woke up and was like, "You know what? You can fight. I don't. Don't worry about your eye, mate. Go for it." And so he went for it, and he he beat the world champ. He beat Apollo Cruz fair and square, and now he's the world champion of fucking boxing.
1: And when he beat professional wrestler Apollo Cruz, was that before or after he beat boxing world champion Apollo Cruz? Did I say (laughs) Cruz? Yeah.
0: It's very difficult because it's obviously his wrestling character has been named in reference to Apollo Creed. Sure, it's true. Yeah, all right. He beats Apollo Creed, goes on a cruise to celebrate. Is what? <laughs> <laughs> he beats Apollo. And he's like Adrian, I did it, I did, and he's happy and he's done it. And that's where we leave Rocky Two. He he's. On top of the fucking world, his eyes okay.
1: that's
0: where we are with Rocky. He's he's the champ now. So where does he go from here? That's what I want to know. Well, where where would you think Rocky's gonna go from there after after where he was at in in Rocky two? Well, I remember being a bit disappointed in Rocky two slightly that there wasn't a different final boss. We had. Apollo Creed again
1: and he had different coloured trunks on or did he no he didn't even Are no, was still wearing the America trousers same thing god didn't even get a reskin or a new model or anything no, like that exactly. same boring Carl Weathers from last year fucking hell
0: EA come I, on I paid for this season pass and this is the shit you're giving me come on guys
1: and you know what was ridiculous as well Sam is because Clubber Lang was already on the disc and <laughs> 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 and you had to just pay to download him To unlock him and he was already on the disc It's, it's, a, it's a scam It's absolute scam Now I
0: know that there are further opponents for Rocky Just through cultural understanding And um, mm-hmm. I think Mr T is in one It might be this one, I don't know
1: who, who are the other Rocky Rogues Gallery Members that you know about? I think there's
0: a big tall blonde one
1: Yeah, one of the all time great villains Of Rocky Okay, I don't know you don't know. No. Do, do you know who's in this one? No. Really? No, Interesting. No, no. no. I've tried. I've tried.
0: I've deliberately tried to not, you know, do any research into Rocky, so I don't know.
1: From your general understanding, yeah. I mean, do the Rocky movies chart a particular trajectory? I think we talked about this with a few of the big franchises where, oh, yeah. you know, like like Jaws, it was known that. If there's a number, there's there's a problem. But Rocky, do you know much about the general trajectory of the series in, in terms, terms of quality, quality and, quality and and love and and how they're ranked among the fans? I guess
0: I don't actually know. Maybe there's a, a proper belter later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, I don't recall anyone just being like, oh, the later Rocky films are shit. But maybe they are. I don't know. Interesting. Rocky Rocky one and two, I thought were similarly good
1: are you expecting a similar level of quality i mean it's stallone back at the helm and all that you know i'd hope so yeah you know i'm really excited because you don't know is it not good no i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything i will say i don't think this spoils anything too much okay it is somewhat totally different from especially the first rocky movie i would say okay a little bit different, and ah. I'm not sure if you can figure what direction we're going. But I can't. This is no. oh, oh. It's so different inci- tone. Well, I'll tell you what. Before we uh, have a cup of tea and break out the rocky bars, let's uh, head into the mailbag.
0: Welcome to the mailbag, everyone. Thank you for joining us here in the mailbag.
1: Ooh, it's cosy in here. And if you at home are feeling the pinch this winter, just get lots of letters and, you know, use them as kind of like a jacket. It's very, very warm.
0: Or send them on in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com.
1: That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com, where, Sam, I had a legitimate, proper, grassroots push to try and get some more email, yeah.
0: you know, and less of this social stuff. Oh, Grandpa Fuddy Duddy over here wants emails in this day and age.
1: What I tried to do is I tried to send an email around, but I realised I didn't have anyone's <laughs> email address. So what I did was to extol the virtues of email and try and call back some of the ground that has been stolen did a by, tweet. Social, by social... I did a tweet. Yeah. But, but, it was a very unsuccessful tweet. It only got... Two likes, I don't think people realise what I was in reference to. Right. And, and and therefore, I think it had the spirit of an email in that it had very little social activity. But it was, it was still out there, you know, it was still out there. Alright,
0: well, given your views, you'll be glad to know that I've got a couple of questions here that have come in. To cinemaswell at gmail.com.
1: That's cinemaswell at gmail.com. Sam, could you? I just know I don't want to like mislead or anything. I don't know. Obviously, obviously edit this bit out. But if you could just say, like, I mean, h- how many is there? But I've got two two email questions here. Oh, t- I mean, what? would you be like all right if you said brimming? Because I mean, it feels like it's brimming. Y- I could I can say brimming. Do you want me to you say, brimming? say it's brimming? Is yeah. that all right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two can be brimming, like you oh, know. I mean, there's don't... more than two, but I've got two here. You've got two. There's I'm more. Gonna... Two. It's a... Sorry, more than two. Sorry, that is that is literally the criteria for brimming. So Mate, it's brimming. Yeah, it's brimming. That's all right. We can just snip that out then, Sam. Um, see, can we just snip that out, Sam? Well, geez, you'd say this mailbag was almost brimming <laughs> with.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I'll I tell you what. Completely unprompted. This ma- The mailbag is br- chock-full, brimming, full to the brim, full of emails. There's loads. Wow! Yeah. I've cherry-picked two from the big pile, but that is not to say that it is not absolutely brimming.
1: Because obviously, Sam, there's a movie to be getting to here, and if we were yeah, to go... So, right. If we were to go... <laughs> and if we were to go headfirst into the mailbag, and we were to go... You know, <laughs> We'd be here for days. Yeah, if we were to go into the mailbag and, you know, go (laughs) (laughs) tit-for-tat... Fucking hell. If we were to go, you know, tit-for-tat, brim-for-bram, you know, we'd be here all day and all night. (laughs) We'd be here all day and night, Sam, you know? Yeah. So, with that in mind, our
0: first message comes from Liam from Stoke-on-Trent. Liam writes, Hello, gentlemen. Love the show. Thank you, Liam. Get off Trent, Stoke. Come on. Now, both of these... Emails that I'm going to read here relate to people who I would say are friends of the podcast, and you'll see what I okay. mean in a second. Interesting. I was reading something online today relating to former England footballer Michael
1: Owen. Oh, this character.
0: Over recent years, it has become well-known, we discussed this on the podcast a long it time has, ago, Yeah, that he has only seen six or seven films in his entire life. Some of those were Rocky films, if I recall correctly. So as well as being English, he has also not seen any of them films. Is he trying to capitalise on Sam's popularity or steal all of his gimmicks? Protect the Pepsi and the Lost references, Sam. Anyway... Today, I read that Michael Owen has also not had a cup of tea or coffee in his entire life.
1: Oh, we'll just show off now, now
0: like... Uh, Liam was wondering if there was anything considered ordinary that either of us have never experienced. Never been somewhere, seen something, eaten or drank something, etc. For instance, Liam has never eaten a banana. He's 31 years old. What and the fuck is wrong he... <laughs> He feels like he's Sam,
1: oh, Sam, hang on! I've been telling you to vet these messages. I? I mean, you can't just be reading any old shit out on here now. Is he eating a banana for
0: Christ's sake? He's saying that he feels he's actually made a commitment to this now. That this is sort of his brand in a way, and that there's no going back because he's the he's the guy who hasn't eaten bananas. But he says, sorry it's not movie-related, but much love from the cinema <laughs> Swirl." So Liam has caught on with Cinema Swirl. if you remember Cinema Oh, that's swirled. good. So that's good. No, that's so that, good. has that I'm, redeemed him i in we've somewhat?
1: included that now. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah,
0: yeah. So is, is there anything that is considered normal or commonplace that you've not experienced or you have no knowledge of? Are you, you're quite <sighs> yeah,
1: well-traveled. I, mean, <laughs> I, I feel like I need like a list of things. Yeah, like, oh, you know, Because like, even the stuff that I don't particularly like... You know yeah. that normies have done. You've like, at least tried it. <laughs> like I've been to, I've been to a couple of footy matches. Obviously, you know the beautiful game and all that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I've I've seen. I mean, the minds just kind of going to like cultural things. Like I have seen music live. I have, yeah. you know, been to an art gallery. I, I I really don't know. I mean, a big one for me was musicals. Was a recent blind spot. You've re- never re- seen really. a musical. I I, mean, I had seen some. But again, I had seen some. All right, none. <laughs> nah. I okay. don't know.
0: All right, I've got two for you from from me.
1: Are these podcast quality levels of things you've not done?
0: Probably not, but maybe a bonus feature. Who knows? Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number one, pot noodle. Never had one of those.
1: I I kind of envy you in that respect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number two, crisp sandwich. Oh, Never had a crisp Sam, sandwich. What are you doing? Oh, the no. Id, the idea of a crisp sandwich. Texturally... Upsets me somewhat. I don't like the, the the crispy and the butter and the bread.
1: Now you gotta You gotta you gotta be careful because I I have cut myself on a crisp sandwich. Right? Because um, yeah. you got a lot, you got a lot of shrapnel in the hole there. You know. You gotta be careful. In with fact,
0: it. that's another thing. I wouldn't want a crisp to go in my mouth with me not knowing the shape of the crisp. Or, uh, to go in blind and have a, the the bread as a kind of
1: mask for the crisp. The, the, the crisp sandwich Sam um, has a firmer grip requirement than most. I do you I don't, you I don't do want with, a sandwich with caveats, mate. That's what I don't want. caviar caviar sandwich is very nice now. Um, But when you're gripping a a crisp sandwich, you're almost like... Feel in your what? Because you have to use cheap white bread with it. If you use a fancy bread with a crust, you're screwed. You're not going to get through it. Right. But if you've kind of got a cheap bread, the kind of one that you can kind of feel around and make like a film almost out of yeah. with your fingers, you can feel around and feel the crisps. And that kind of like lays out almost like a tactile roadmap for the mouth when you're putting it in there. It's like, right, you know, there's some corners. You know, there's a big boy in there. Mm. And you know, there's some little crispy boys with some big old bubbles in the mouth, you know. But if you just kind of flop it to your mouth like an old ham sandwich or whatever, yeah. you're just going to get crisps on the floor that's all no, that's going to no,
0: happen this seems like too much of a risk for me but yeah, I mean that's one of the big things that people have got upset about with me that I haven't had a crisp I'm, sandwich
1: I mean I know you're not a risky individual but I know you're a crispy individual that's so I, I would on that respect think you should try one I like my crisps I like
0: my sandwiches Never the twain, for me, in my personal opinion.
1: But you've never had one, Sam? No. It's,
0: it's so special. It is such a I special thing. I can imagine thing. what it's like, and I don't like it.
1: It's like one of Joe's birthday treats that she has. Like Every year she She's like, right, crisp sandwich is one of the kind of... It's it's one of the items on the on the, the birthday menu of things to do. Are we talking just standard, like, Walker's-level crisps? Just, like,
0: your, your thin standard potato yeah actually
1: in all all honesty a cheaper crisp is better you want something that's got a a strong flavour with it and that is why I would casually submit that Walker's Cheese and Onion while a very tasty crisp but I've eaten many not strong enough tato the irish crisp which has that powdered essence mm. on it of, of uh, you know the the type of real strongly identified it's almost like irishness you i can't know? remember if
0: we talked about me trying tato but then i tried the wrong tato and there were you two did tatoes. you tried
1: fucking protestant tato uh, i i tried there's my, my fucking
0: best <laughs> to join in and have some tato and then there's two tatoes
1: is that bootleg dup mr uh, tato fucking ridiculous this
0: is silly if right. he
1: try if he tried to get into Tao Park, they'd ring the police. Like, <laughs> so. there's a there's an imposter here. He's he's a he's a separatist. I don't know what's going on. So, thank you, Liam, for your question. Uh, Chris Sanders is, is my one. I, I tell you what, no, I will say follow up question to that yeah? because. Uh, always up for self-improvement and introspection sure if we could have any sort of a back and forth with the cinema world as to a list of like proper normal things because I'm I'm past 30 you're fast approaching 30 ah not and that I fast think, but you know like literally spiralling careening almost brimming <laughs> brimming <laughs> <laughs> brimming towards that. I'm brimming with my thirties right now, hmm. Sam, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So if we could actually catalogue a list, I think like seeing all the movies, eating a pot noodle, having a crisp sandwich, yeah. going going to the footy and an Art Gallery. Those are our five so far. Okay. If we have any sort of a proper list, and then we can actually see if you and I are complete individuals. Yeah, sure. Send them on over to at gmail.com or the socials, whatever. Just no, because it's going to be too long, and you can't... You, uh, you won't be able to... Oh, have we going to format my list on Twitter? You won't. You, you, you won't. All right, give us
0: access to a Google sheet, and then that'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So, Jack in Milton Keynes writes, Dearest Maplin, that's caught on as well. Nuts. Nice. Hey, now yeah brilliant long time listener and OTP patron thank you
1: and I would also just say even though you've used mapping we're not out of business no patron, patrons alright actually we're in business this is the business right now we are in the business the yeah. business of making Sam see them it's, films it's a fucking business mate right the business is booming <laughs> It's an update on one of our other
0: faves from the podcast. I was wondering if you boys were aware of the exciting news from Echelon Leader, aka Citizen Leto. Oh, sorry, he's got like a cult now, hasn't yes. he? Yes, please Google Jared Leto cult. You won't regret it. I did sort of regret it. Seems he's the second coming of Jesus, brackets, always Jesus, essentially the first coming of Jared.
1: Oh, no, I mean, well, he's through the looking glass there I a mean. bit. Yeah.
0: Now, Jack has a question, but if we can
1: dive into Jared Leto starting a cult here. Now, let's just say, so. now, this cult with Jared Leto involved, that's mm. different from the cult of Leto, which is literally the aura that he would create of confusion. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 And mystique, yeah, no. you know? Why did he send a bunch of dead fish heads to his cast members? It's the cult of Leto, mate. Yeah, but this is yeah? different.
0: This is a cult led this, by Leto.
1: This is a different thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, He, uh, so he has he's in a band, 30 Seconds to Mars... They've had an away day <laughs> or like a trip. You know how some bands do like cruises now and things like that? What like Chris Jericho? Yeah, like Chris Jericho. Weezer did one. And um, his is No, they a- did
1: that in Fortnite though. That's cheating, it wasn't real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's t- he's done an island retreat in Croatia.
1: Oh actually, like his compound, is it? Well, it feels like
0: it because he's <laughs> He's wearing, like, flowing white robes, and he's got the long Christ-like hair. Oh, right, is that it? But all of the fans are wearing white as well. Well, Slam
1: and Fairness, they're less fans. They're more of a family, I kind of feel like, uh, at this point. You I know? don't like it. They're all young women, and they're all sat at
0: his feet while he like stands there and chats about how great it is to be Jared Leto.
1: It's very, Google it. Do Google and then, it. And then they all watch Suicide Squad. And <laughs> you might be thinking, oh, what? And then, no, they watched the mega director's cut. And it and was Zach, brilliant. It was massively long. And Zack Snyder was like giving the thumbs up and everything, high-fiving all around. Yeah, I mean, thank you for the update, Jack. It is... A bit. I mean, it's
0: very creepy what he's doing. It,
1: could we do that for uh, for like some Patreon content? You, one of us could join Jared's cult and kind of just you know see how it's <laughs> Just it affects do a little the report. Uh, Send a postcard yeah, back. Yeah, a report, like yeah. you know.
0: Oh, uh, so Jack's question. Jack's got a question here. If you boys were to start a cult, who or what would be its inspiration? He asked Gareth Southgate, Maximum Taste, Keep Up the Hard Work, Jackie Milton Keynes. So, I mean,
1: we kind of have started a cult, and that cult is Cinema Swell. It's literally true. It is. You're right, though, because I don't know if you watched that thing on Netflix, uh, the old Explained show. No. It's a little series of documentaries, and they explain things. Mm. And one of the ones recently was about cults, and I watched it because I was very fortunate that my weird religion teacher in Catholic boarding school opted to teach us not really about Catholicism, like he was meant to, but instead taught us about cults. But they made the point that, like, a a cult as its current understanding and the current definition is among sociologists, that, like, most online communities fit the criteria to be a cult. Oh, okay. So you're not far off the
0: mark. Yeah. So welcome aboard. You're all members. Thank you for listening. But we're one of them nice cults. Very nice cult. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it, mate. Nice cult. All right. Yeah,
1: we wouldn't serve you Kool Aid, Pepsi Max. Oh, well, now I think about it. <laughs> oh, now we are. That's bad, though. All right. Obviously, it's bad when your cult already has a strongly associated soft drink <laughs> with it. That's. Uh... And look, it's looks Sam. It's not as if you and I like have like a, a vague bogeyman hate figure who we just kind of pin lots of problems. Oh no, Markhamodes. <laughs> No! No, no, no! Oh, it's all gone wrong and culty. We just wanted to watch some films. <laughs> so,
0: Jack, that's the answer to the question. You're already in it. You're in the cult, mate.
1: Yeah. You might think you're in Milton Keys, but you're in the cult.
0: Yeah. So, thank you very much for your questions into cinemaswirl at gmail.com. If you've got any questions, queries, comments, lists of things that are considered normal, send them on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com.
1: That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Well, Sam, you've had a rundown of some Rocky. You've had a little bit of a think about what could lie ahead. Mm. What are the main emotions you're expecting to feel from Rocky using the other two points on your graph that you've already plotted? Brackets Rocky, comma Rocky 2. Mm. Well, he th- th- this is interesting because he starts at the top here.
0: He's the champion now. He's not a bum. I mean, in Rocky 2, he was kind of near the top, but he wasn't right at the top. He's now at the top of the world. So I'm wondering whether this is his downfall, perhaps? The fall of Rocky? We've had the rise of Rocky. Do we get the fall of Rocky? What do we get here? What's going on? And if it falls, will a rolling Rocky gather no (laughs) moss? Is Apollo Creed going to be involved in any way? I don't, I would imagine so. Is he the? He's kind of the big bad. But also, he respected Rocky at the end of Rocky 2.
1: Ah, do you think that's going to come into it? What if they become mates? Ooh. What's Adrian going to think? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, Rocky, family life, how do you expect that to go for, for Rock? I think he could be a fun, you know, dorky dad. He could do some visual jokes. Old jokes. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's a funny guy, as you can tell from the jokes that he does. I'm hoping we'll get some more... <laughs> Cracking lines and Rocky in this
1: film. So you you want some Rocky jokes? Yeah. Are you expecting more? Like, if I was to say more Rocky boxing, would you be like, "Yay"? Or if I said less Rocky boxing, would you be like, "Yeah"? Is that like? Is that a big? Because that's that's a huge part for a lot of people. Because it's it's a sports movie, obviously. A lot of people love the choreography and the fights. I don't know if you were as keen or if that was as important for you. I mean, I reckon there's going to be some boxing in it, Kevin. You reckon? And I I think
0: the previous one. Rocky Two. I remember thinking the choreography and the cinematography of that final fight was great. I remember mm. loving that. Mm. So, it'd be interesting to see what directorial approaches they can take to filming a boxing match, what interesting stuff they can do with that. if they. I mean, it's Sylvester Stallone at the helm, isn't it? He's directing this.
1: Uh, I believe he's directing it again, yeah. as far as I know, yeah.
0: So, I'm curious to see what he does. I, I like watching a bit of boxing, you know?
1: In- I think you're going to probably get a bit blown away by this because this movie is yeah? a bit of a fucking force of nature in many respects because it's got like special well, <laughs> don't give the- everything away I'm but- not going to give away stuff no, but right. there's lots of stuff that are really iconic to Rocky that I don't think you've necessarily predicted are going oh. to happen in this we haven't heard I don't believe Eye of the Tiger yet Ah-ha. ah is that the thing we That's get that. one of the things, okay. right. but there's other things as well. We've kind of, in a way, alluded to some of it, in a sense, a whole other world, but we'll get into that. I'm, I'm really excited to watch this one. Oh, World! Boxing.
0: Boxing, <laughs> love, punching you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see how his career develops. He can't go any further up. So he can only,
1: logically he can either stay at the top or come down Wait until the Galactic Federation of Boxing hear about this (laughs) Rocky in space (laughs) Let's go to a cinema swirl Ding 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 Back on the swirl. Took our time. Now it's Sunday. (laughs) Had some issues with the connections. I primarily blame Skype. And now it's swirl on a Sunday which we've never done. I am in my pajamas. I have tea now. And the last known survivor stocks Pepsi in the night. And he's watching me now on the Skype. It's Sam
0: Chaplin, hey. Hello, hi. We- we've had some issues.
1: We've had some issues. Issues so long that I was able to write that definitely not improvised song. Went through a few iterations there during the week on that one. This has never happened in the history of Swirl before. No, we, we, we've had to postpone recording due to technical
0: difficulties. We've had technical difficulties post recording.
1: Yeah, that, that's par for the course. Like
0: we've had some fucked up recordings. We haven't had technical difficulties that have fucked up mid recording uh, and that we can we've tell. We've
1: had some fucked up recordings here
0: <laughs> <through laughs> Swirl. <laughs> She's gone off the rails before, sure, but, but it, is, time... it is
1: never, it has never literally come to a stop and then well, we might have had. To have a bus replacement service come and do this podcast, you know, it, it was it was so strange, and here we are now. So this is a uh, this is interesting. This is pretty much like if Rocky Three had they had to stop filming because the boxing got too intense. And they're like, all right, yeah, yeah. To, put the, the brakes on here a little bit because you're going too too gung ho, Sam. It has been a few days. Yeah, and
0: a few nights. I've had a while for this film to kind of sink in. I,
1: I I like the idea as well that you know before sometimes where we've had little delays or things like that, we've been like, right, we'll just no sell this and not address it. But we, we didn't even we didn't even discuss beforehand whether or not we would mention this. But it's obviously so on both of our minds. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> it's it's played havoc with this episode of cinema Swell. well. Um, but I think that's you know exciting for the listener. Yeah. Right? This is a change. Something different. Whoa, a spanner's been thrown right, in the works. someone's
1: going like, ugh, another Rocky episode, you know? Rolling their eyes. Oh, by the way, I think,
0: you know when Vine was the thing?
1: Oh, I remember. I was all about... I had time for Vine, let me tell you, something. I
0: regret not picking up an actual physical spanner and just lightly tossing it into a branch of the works, the bookshop, and that being my... I imagine that would have... Cause I'd, Really thrown a spanner in the works, you see, and that would have been my big viral. Oh, I just vibe. thought
1: you were like, no, mate, I was going to do. It. I was just going to go fucking just throw a spanner in the window and just <laughs> fuck them, mate, fuck them. No, you just know? just
0: lightly, just like, oh, that, I've I've really thrown a spanner in the works there.
1: It's people like you who yeah. use Vine to promote wanton acts of vandalism, artless vandalism. That's why it if went went down. I might say.
0: That's why Vine's gone. <laughs> it's why it's gone.
1: Yeah. And it's it's artless vandalism. Not just that he is without heart, but also it has no artistic value well, as well.
0: Uh, makes it differ.
1: Anyway, we watched Rocky three. We sure did. Do you remember how you felt right after watching this one? What were your initial gut reactions almost a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> they were very
0: positive. I felt good after watching this. I'd, I'd had a fun time watching Rocky three, if I recall correctly, Your Honour. <laughs>
1: To the best of my recollection. (laughs) We start Rocky 3 at the end of Rocky 2, which meant that two minutes into this movie, I peaked emotionally.
0: So I I think Rocky 2 did this as well. It did like a little... Well, Rocky 2 started
1: with the end of Rocky 2, because that would have been like... (laughs) Hey, yo, spoilers for Rocky 2. Welcome to Rocky 2. <laughs> yep, that's
0: me. I guess you're wondering how I got it.
1: <laughs> No, it, Rocky 2
0: started with a bit of the end of Rocky 1, and Rocky 3 has started with a bit of the end of Rocky 2, and I think, you know, that's great in terms of giving me a little recap so that I can remember what happened. But also, I feel a bit ripped off. You know, he's fish with a little bit of an old movie, like yeah. Just stick the end of the old one on there. Well, no, That's we do that
1: on on Cinema Swear? We could really pad out the episodes then, like you know. But people might think it's a, <laughs> just yeah. People think six. it's a premium product. They look down, they kind of go, ooh, a two hour review of Rocky Three, like and it's like, yeah. But there's twenty minutes of just talking about Rocky Two at the start of it, like you know, specifically the end of <laughs> Rocky Two, like. yeah.
0: <laughs> and we get Eye of the Tiger, Eye, Eye, it? Eye,
1: of eye the. Of the Eye of the, eye of the tiger, eye of the tiger, eye of the tiger, eye of the tiger. It's a great song.
0: It's a great song. We get fireworks with the title in the fucking fireworks while eye of the tiger is playing.
1: Yeah. Now that was eye of the firework is what that was. That was a different song, I think.
0: And we get like a montage of Rocky continuing to win a bunch of fights. So he's making a big go of his career. He's, he's defending his championship. He's the reigning, defending, heavyweight champion Sam, of the world. So these are
1: basically the movies that we should have really, by rights, gotten, like, because Rocky is quite a stressful affair at the best of times. And I, for one, mm. could have done with, you know, two or three Rockies between Rocky 2 and Rocky 3, where he's just kind of really coasting with these hand-selected opponents... <laughs> Just a whole movie when everything. Yeah, where yeah Rocky, get the big fight coming up. Yeah, I know, I'm training real hard, Mick. Yeah, we got a great program, <laughs> and we know you, we, and we know we can do it, Rocky. <laughs> and you've got uh, you've got the infrastructure, the support of all of your friends. And then he wins, and then it's like, yeah, Adrian. She's like, yeah, I. I yeah obviously yeah he yeah. did it again mate
0: and he, and he's having a nice time with his wife and his family his young child he's doing endorsements and that that's the, that could be a whole movie that it's because
1: you know I remember when whiskers did those ads for cat food where it's like oh this is just for cats like and it, they'd show this imagery they thought that would just that just cats would like see i think these yeah. rocky movies sam could be part of a special like older dad's movie collection where it's like just there, really, for a dad to have the environment to fall asleep to. And I think Rocky doing very well, and you can just kind of fall off, <laughs> and you wake up and he's still more or less going upwards. That would be, a, a, mm. a, I think, very, very financially viable pursuit for both of us. Yeah, it would have been good. A, a dad's only cut. <laughs> Mr. Stallone, you have or numbers and you have our contact yeah. info sam this is how we get in that warburton's money you see right <laughs> make the connection with stallone and then we're we're fucking we got crumpet bank
0: oh yes yeah. stallone did warburton's didn't he and then also de niro did warburton he,
1: he also did God, they're but, all, but
0: they're all but, doing warburton
1: but 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 you know stallone had a crumpet you know de niro don't touch that shit like you know no nah, yeah Stallone would have got stuck in. You know, De Niro, that if it ain't a fresh bagel from DiMaggio's down on the west side of Hollywood, New York City, he wouldn't put that in his mouth. The thing with all
0: the lights of the venues showing up and kind of dissolving in and out really reminds me, again, of the Simpsons episode with Mo training Homer to be a boxer, that kind of thing. There's little bits here and there that remind me of that episode still. I think that episode is a loving tribute to Rocky as a series up until the point. I think
1: Rocky is is mostly it feels kind of parodied or, you know, with, with that sequence and also with the fact, that, you know, the nature of the fight mm. that he's having. It's much more like Rocky III, I think, that Simpsons episode. It feels like it's taken most from there. Yeah. And also,
0: we get introduced to Mr. T. We get lots of slow zooms, or qu- quite quick zooms, on Mr. T watching all of these matches that Rocky's having, that he's winning. So Rocky's getting famous, he's doing adverts. Mr. T, he's young, he's hungry... He's training, he, uh, and these sequences are put side by side. You get Rocky just like doing a little advert, having a, Suddenly, he's become good at being an adverts. I mean, the last one was <laughs> shit at being an advert. Now,
1: no, no, American Express just have really low standards. They're like, yeah, whatever the <laughs> fuck. Like, just just point at it. Like, now, Rock, Do you know what Mr. T's character is called? Clubber Lang. What a fucking name! Great name, Clubber yeah. Lang. And uh, now, what do you know, Mr. T? From were you familiar with Mr. T as a cultural icon? I pity the fool, he's been in the A-team. That's one of his catchphrases, like, <laughs> Mr. T comes out, he's been in the A-team. Oh, <laughs> he said it. Uh, he's been in Snickers adverts. And what's he doing in the Snickers adverts, do you remember? Because I love a Snickers. Like, Snickers, you don't need to advertise, I feel. It's like, obviously, people are going to eat, them like. Someone
0: falls over, and he's like, get up, fool, you ain't hurt, and then gives him a Snickers Because Snickers are uh, masculine and like strong. Yeah, exactly. Like a strong, manly Snickers.
1: And like when anyone says that you just need to talk to people, no, you just you should eat more Snickers. Have a Snickers, mate. You know, don't don't fall over. Eat Snickers until there's no longer any pain, interior or exterior. Like fill the fucking hole in your life with Snickers. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Rocky goes on the Muppets in this yeah. montage, by the way, which is which is nice. Vegas. Yeah. So while Ro- Rocky's on the Muppets, Mr. T, did you did you watch the A Team as a matter of interest? No, you I've never, watched the, A-team? No. You never watched the A Team. No, when was the A Team on? What It was on the, all the time? Is this is this pre or post A Team?
1: Oh, this is pre A Team. Oh, so this is like the start of Mr. T. This movie was a like. I think if you were to look at like movies that influence a very like a specific time in 80s culture, like of mm. all the movies that we've looked at, this one has had such an impact because Rocky 3 has got like connotations for Sylvester Stallone's career, obviously, but Mr. T and also Hulk Hogan and not just Hulk mm. Hogan, but the World Wrestling Federation at the time, the first WrestleMania. It's huge, far reaching uh, effects into kind of sports is cool or sports entertainment kind of culture and whatnot so yeah a lot of that here this is an important culture even though it may not be as on the nose perhaps or as reserved and as oscar contendery as the first rocky movie it certainly <clears> resonates <throat> years and years and years i mean yeah without Rocky 3 there would be no probably wrestlemania there probably would be no you know, a team and shit like that this is huge uh Cleveland lang challenges rocky and holy shit, Mr. T is good he at shouting. Is, and he's there. Come here, come here to me now. You know, come here. You've been. I'm. C- yeah, no, yeah. Come here no, Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> no, 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 no. Give us an little fight, and that's that's what he's all about. <laughs> yeah, like he does,
0: and he's good at it. He can do it. Um, Paulie, you remember Paulie? I remember he's Paulie, a bit of a drunk dipshit, and he continues that in earnest here.
1: But he um, also has a new hat alongside
0: Adrian. <laughs> Yes, he's got a new hat. <laughs> he's, he stumbles drunk into an arcade. The arcade looks great, by the way. Yeah, like I like on, an eighties arcade.
1: The eighties arcade where mm. you are, you, you know, you're not just got video games. You got some pinball in there. You got some claw machine action. It's a nighttime venture. I would love to be like. There are arcades around still, you know, kind of curiosity pieces, mm. and they're certainly not open. Late on a Saturday night, like with a with a nighttime no. crowd, it's like a something that's in an industrial estate up the stairs, or you know, I, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I want to be able to go to the arcades, Sam. It sucks that it's not a thing. I'm sorry. There's some of those like barcades,
0: aren't there? They, they put they put a couple of cabinets in a bar, and then the the ups can remember when they were young.
1: See, I I don't, I don't I don't like. I think it should it should serve itself as an arcade because. I don't want an arcade and the intrinsic and you know, in the the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the intrinsikies, the intrinsic nature of, of an arcade and the many yeah. things that can go wrong. I guarantee you, dollars to donuts, you go into any barcade, bar there's going to be like four non-working arcade machines. Hmm. But I bet they're all pulling pines fine.
0: Yeah, that's you the know thing.
1: that's the thing. You know because that's where the yeah people and you to go. focus
0: solely on. I want a, on, a, the a on, on the
1: television on the game sam exactly yeah. so
0: paulie goes in drunk into this arcade and i thought oh he's going to have a fun time at the arcade but just a bit a bit pissed that sounds nice but the scary music in the background cuz he's in a bad mood he drunkenly approaches the rocky pinball machine and throws a beer at it whoa oh no he's gone prison.
1: now rocky pinball looks like rocky pooping doesn't it if you see he's like kind of the "Mm." face on him
0: "Mm." yeah
1: (laughs) and he already sounds like he's having an nail poo anyway like you know (laughs) did you notice the difference between rocky's christmas and clubber lang's christmas no i didn't what was the difference in the christmases well rocky had a fun christmas and he had lots of gifts Mm. And much like, times with his friends and family. But Clubber Lang had punches for Christmas dinner. That was what he was having, like, just straight up punching. Well, like a big bowl of punch with his family. Indeed. And and they're like, what what do you want to do in the new year? What do you want to do with Brocky?" I'm, I'm going to kill him, so I am. And that's, that's <laughs> what his plan is.
0: So Paulie... He gets bailed out by Rocky. He's grumpy that Rocky hasn't done anything for him poorly. He keeps referring to himself as poorly. He's like, what about me, poorly? I'm poorly, Rocky. Can't you <laughs> see how badly I'm poorly? I'm not well. I've been in the wars. He he has an L moan, Sam, doesn't he? He does have a big moan. And one thing I wanted to ask you was he says something which I can't make head and a tail off. He, he says, I got feelings, you know, this ain't cardboard. And when he's saying this ain't cardboard, he's holding up his tie. And I don't understand what that means. I got feelings, you know. Oh, I thought he was, like, gesturing to his heart, like,
1: saying, you know, you know, and oh, the heart okay. was, like, kind of behind his tie, so... <laughs> I thought he was holding up the tie to be like, I've not got one of those fancy cardboard ties. I mean, I had cardboard in my tie, but what I did, Polly, was I just pulled it out. That was just actually a display, because <laughs> it, it was in <laughs> a long <laughs> box, <laughs> and they wanted it. They didn't want the tie to go slack in the long display box, is what it was. Hmm. Probably, yeah. That's probably what it is. Uh, bum gets used an insult by oh, uh, Rocky. He oh, calls
0: Polly a bum. Because he Bums, goes back.
1: He's ready, boy. you uh no more and he's he's very upset by that
0: fist fight ensues i wouldn't challenge the world heavyweight boxing champion to a fist fight but paulie is an absolute madman in lad.
1: fairness though he already he's 1-0 against rocky because he already fucked up the pinball machine and if you have that good showing <laughs> in the opener you think i'll take i'll take his big mace like you know easily
0: but then after the fight, they, he's like, "Oh, can I have a job?" Rocky says, "Oh, all you had to do was ask," and then he's got a job. So that's. I great. love
1: the little line where Paulie's trying to just basically like prove that he has some worth. And honestly, it is kind of confusing to an extent. Like, I think this is a problem with the later Rocky movies where stuff with Paulie like this just kind of happens. Just so you're just kind of like, Paulie's hmm. still here, and he's still a pain in Rocky's ass, and. That's yeah. kind of it. It's not as if Polly has a grand arc in this movie. No. He has a moan, he gets a job, he continues to moan. That's pretty much no, the... Nothing yeah, then happens That is with Paulie's Paulie, arc. No. Like, nothing really happens mm. from it. But I do love when he's trying to point out that he has worth. And he's like, you know, back when you were a bum, everyone was laughing at you. And I, I was making sure you know, that you were taken seriously. And he said, they were laughing at both of us, Pauly. And he goes, no one laughed at me. Like, (laughs) the idea that he was beyond ridicule because he's a very (laughs) serious man, obviously, you know. Mm. (laughs) A little scene with Rocky
0: uh, trying to serenade his wife or get her to sing along with him. I thought he was singing the Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme because he's like, go on, Agent."
1: I don't like that show. Come on, Adrian. No, I don't like it. Come on, Adrian. It's an actual successor for the hole that's been left by Parks and Recreation in the US office. Come on. No, it's not. It's not like. Yeah, it's not as funny as you just make. No, Andy Samberg's annoying. No, stop. Yes, he's sexy. He doesn't make any. Stop.
0: So, Rocky, he's going to fight a wrestler. He
1: is. Rocky versus a racist at last. Rocky v. Racist. Do you ever think that Rocky would stand up to racism like this, you know, in your viewings of the, the Rocky movies? I imagine he would. He'd spark out racism. Yeah. I'd like to see Rocky fight racism. I mean, here he is. He's literally fighting the physical embodiment, the avatar of racism, pretty much. You know? Yeah. I
0: mean, M- Mickey doesn't think this is a good decision. He's training Mickey.
1: Haven't you heard the things that he said? Did you hear his completely fake, <laughs> non-apology rock? You go in there, they're going to tear <laughs> you apart online. They're going to rip you to shreds, rock. The liberal consensus will destroy you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen wrestlers that was bigger than dinosaurs. You ever fight a dinosaur? No, not lately. They can cause a variety of damage. Is what Mickey says. Dinosaurs can cause a variety of damage. That, that is, is true.
1: very, very true. You know, there's obviously property damage. Mm. There's obviously emotional damage as well, because yeah. I mean, if you've seen them in Jurassic Park after them... I know people just keep asking, you have seen Jurassic Park? That will not be on I the show. have sword. seen it, yeah. I have seen it, unfortunately. Some blockbusters are simply too big to miss out <laughs> on, like, you know. No, I don't think our son will, will watch the dinosaurs come back to life today, I don't think. <laughs> but if you've seen them in that now, awful emotional they would be after the encounters mm. with the dinosaur, onto the verge of tears. Yeah. And that's seldom taken into account. It could be that the dinosaurs are so scary, like a Velociraptor would be chasing you, you'd be like, aha! And then afterwards you have a big owl cry about that, because you'd be like, you fucking chasing me, and he was, uh, you know, <laughs> it was a really hot, you wouldn't stop. Uh, but then there's also the other type as well, where you kind of go, Jesus, look at that big fucking dinosaur, and then you... <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll you know the the fucking waterworks start like look, I'm beautiful. it's so big <laughs> it's, it's so big yeah. yeah I have no perspective uh.
0: now a, a question for you mm. someone I see as a wrestling historian or knowledgeable about wrestling at the very least mm. um, had Hulk Hogan been heel brackets bad guy in wrestling at this point because he's playing a heel wrestler here he's a bad guy he's a yeah naughty man
1: he was i believe at this time he was doing i mean i know when he first went into the world wrestling federation he was the, he mm. was the sorry the the WWF, which is the one that vince mcmahon's dad owned i know right. he played like the incredible hulk was what he was called and he was you know had the similar gimmick with the big robe where he would you know pose like that and he would make out that he was like this giant mountain of a god of a man so he was he was a heel originally and he would have wrestled okay. against i think like andre the giant when andre the giant was a, was a good guy uh, in like kind of i don't know i guess it would be like late 70s very early 80s but him appearing in this movie mm. was very much the thing that strapped like a rocket to him because hulk hogan appearing in this movie led like he was in a company called the awa around this time and right. they didn't understand that a wrestler appearing in a big movie like this would naturally make them a bigger star because that company was owned by a guy who was like, well, he's not a very good wrestler, so he won't be a big wrestling star. It doesn't matter that he's going to be in a big movie like this. So that's when he went... Kind of off to, to pursue it with Vince McMahon, and you had things So like, he
0: became Hulk Hogan, that yeah, kind of
1: guy. This movie was basically like Hulk Hogan being introduced to the idea of commercial viability, you know? Right. The yeah, company yeah. where he was working didn't want to sell t shirts, and if they did, they didn't want to give him any money. So he wanted to make a lot of money and be a big star, and this was very much a vehicle for that. Yes, yeah, Sylvester Stallone has an odd actual history with wrestling. He did a movie kind of about wrestling called Paradise Alley, and I don't know if you know of a wrestling. Mm. Called Terry Funk, but he did a whole bunch of stuff yeah, with Sylvester Stallone, including being the fight coordinator for Rocky Five, which we almost definitely not ah. be doing on this podcast. Ah. But on, on Patreon, you never know. You know that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. We finally have a home for all the sequels. You know,
0: isn't it mad how Hulk Hogan's always looked fucking ancient? Like, even when, as a younger mm. man, he still looks and f- feels old. I
1: think if you start balding from a young age or you have that kind of old man face... Yeah. that you Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin is someone as well that once he was bald in his 30s or whatever, it's like, oh, he looks exactly mm. the same now in his 50s that he did 20 years ago. It's because, well, once you opt yeah. into a very... Refined, older look. It's like how I haven't aged in in like twenty so years because I've had you know since I was eleven. I've, <laughs> I've had <laughs> big beard, big hair. That's it's an escape, Sam's wise. It it's escape from societal aging standards.
0: So uh, Clubber Lang's there as well. Now there's some fun camera stuff during this fight. They make Rocky look tiny by putting the camera way up high behind Hulk Hogan to make Rocky look really dinky, which feels very much like Gandalf and Frodo-type situation.
1: (laughs) Now, Stallone, I hear, is actually inky-dinky in real life. He's way shorter. Is he inky-dinky? I think he he could be. I have it on some authority that he Mm. may, in fact, be wee. (laughs) Let me just...
0: (laughs) Wee, sly
1: Stallone. Now, obviously, we got to take... Oh, wow. Sam, guess Sylvester Stallone's height. Now, this is reported height, which, in fairness, if you're a Hollywood megastar, and I think we view him in our heads mentally as a tall man, obviously this is always going to be Mm. buffed up a little bit. I could only imagine, you know, he wants an inflated height to be out there. But um, what height would you say Sylvester Stallone is in your mind? I'm I'm guessing it's sub-six foot. Yeah, you think? I'm going to go for like a
0: five-eight. He's five ten.
1: According okay. to the internet now, but I would say 5'8 is probably. I think two inches is the acceptable margin of error for lying about your height, like, you know? All right. That's not, like,
0: sh- super short, is
1: it? In fairness, though, if I said to you, it's funny, Sam and I are both literal giants. This is why this is funny <laughs> to us. Like, when we're talking about little 5 foot 10 Sylvester, side, we'd be fucking taking his lunch money, mate. we'd be doing, like, Sam Chaplin and Kevin Mann of Cinema Swirl stuffing little inky dinks like Sylvester <laughs> Stallone into lockers and <laughs> stealing his meatball subs. But, I mean, were you shocked when I told him you that he was a shorter guy, though? I mean, do you think this was had to be a lot yeah. of, like, trickery? Because Hogan is legitimately, like, you know, a, a tall dude. I guess it... Yeah, I, I thought there
0: was a bit more camera jiggery-pokery to make it look... Like, there's a bigger height difference in the world. I think there still is that, even if there is a height difference. It kind of exaggerates, like, oh, he is really small compared to this big, massive wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But wrestlers are big, aren't they? They are big, big buggers. Now,
1: here's two wrestling names I can get behind. The Ultimate Male versus The Ultimate Meatball. (laughs) And he's getting tossed
0: around like a meatball. He is. Now, we all love a good
1: tossed meatball, don't get me wrong. (laughs) sorry I know he keeps appearing in this podcast but uh, mm. another Waluigi spotting here folks and yeah. uh, I hope you don't mind that I'm always on the lookout for Waluigi's in, in these movies because I think he's a very important cultural figure and it's, like, it's like kind of when, when you see there's a triforce in it oh, an you're not temple. telling me that
0: Rocky 3 launched the career of Waluigi as well as well as Mr. T
1: as well as Hulk Hogan as well as Sylvester Stallone <laughs> I'm just saying I think Waluigi is, is one of those kind of cultural relics you'll see him before he was there if you know what I mean like He was almost, he was destined to be there. The ring announcer here has got a proper big fucking Waluigi eyebrow mustache on him. My (laughs) God. Now, Kevin, another question for you. Mm. In the fiction of Rocky 3, is wrestling real? Ah, I think that it's meant to be that it's real with a bit of a wink, as in it's presented as real, the fans think it's real. But the, the professionals involved Right. Because, right, I mean, Stallone obviously reckons that it's fake because he's like, Well, when we go and just, you know, give him a little show, have a bullroy afterwards yeah, and yeah. he's like Argh. And then he has the big fight. And after the fight, he says, like, Oh, sorry, brother, I was just, you know, I I was in that headspace and that's where I went, that's why I was acting that way. Yeah. Which is interesting, because a number of wrestlers, Steve Austin and Terry Funk, who we've mentioned already, those are wrestlers who have said, you know, in interviews and whatnot, that when they wrestled, even though it was, you know, fake or whatever, they yeah. got themselves into the mindset in their head that they were fighting for real. And that was right. that was like they you couldn't tell them that they weren't actually fighting. They like method acted it basically.
0: It's hard to tell whether this film is keeping Kayfabe alive. I think it is.
1: Now I will tell you for a fact that Hulk Hogan himself definitely did not perform in that manner that he thought he was fighting for real. If that was the case, his real life fights would be very interesting indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but But Paulie whacked him
0: with a chair and everything. So yeah, I'm like, what's I going on here?
1: They're trying to I think that Stallone is trying to be very respectful of this world of wrestling that he had been on the record as saying that he found fascinating at this point in time. Right, I think okay. this is very much him trying to be like, wrestling's not what you think it is, the guys involved are super tough, and it's super crazy and wild, you know, it's it's not as fake as you might think, type of thing. And this ends in a draw, doesn't it, this fight?
0: And uh, eliciting boos. I mean, it, it's gone wild, the crowd are booing Hogan, everything's kind of... the announces oh, this place is a zoo it's turned into a zoo which is quite insulting to zoos they're not this badly run
1: now did you enjoy this scene? because i mean it's it's Pretty fucking wild I mean you watch wrestling as well you're 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 a fan uh, yeah were you was that were you surprised to see it and as a wrestling fan do you think that it was like it put over wrestling or got it across because you know oftentimes wrestling if it shows up in a movie it's like gotta be done in a real hokey incorrect no that's not what it's like type of a way I mean
0: yeah no hogan does some of his wrestling moves doesn't he? he does a big suplex he does a leg drop it's all quite authentic wrestling so is it it's a bit of fun it was nice to see him get whacked in the back with a chair by Paulie Paulie with the run-in, using a foreign object. Great stuff.
1: <laughs> I want there to be a real-life Paulie in wrestling. I yeah. think if I could insert one character from Rocky into wrestling, it would be Paulie. Mm, that would be great. But no, it's a bit of fun. Of course, the ensuing zoo madness is not without its consequences, because Tick's micker is on the fritz. <laughs> He's got a bum micker. That's what's got that's what's got
0: on here, you know? He has got a bum micker. And Rocky himself, it, a big statue is revealed of Rocky. Marching Band. Marching Band playing the Rocky theme. Yeah. Again, the Rocky theme exists in the Rocky universe. Yeah, i like to thank
1: the Marching Band for playing the, the theme for Rocky. <laughs> um, and then, like, he just disappears because he's unveiled paradox in the universe.
0: That's a bit confusing because I'm like, is that music that's been specially commissioned for Rocky for his entrances? It's not the music from the film, but they're playing it because Rocky's. Anyway. It's, the,
1: it's the only time. Wait, hang on now. Hang on a second here. Putting hmm. on the old film analysis hat here now, and I hope I'm wearing it correctly. Is no. this the first didactic use of the Rocky theme in the movie so far? Did I use that word correctly? I think it's diegetic. 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 <laughs> what the fuck is didactic? I just I, it's a word. I know, I've heard that word as well. Oh, no! <laughs> Didactic, intended to teach, particularly in having a moral instruction as an ulterior motive. Sam, was this the first time the Rocky theme has been used in a way that was intended to teach? Perhaps in a way <laughs> as to having, like, I don't know, like a moral instruction almost as like an ulterior motive? Yeah, yeah it's well known. Separately, so is, though, um, is it diegetically the first use of the music in, in Rocky, the franchise?
0: I am I can't remember from the last couple of films, but it happens a couple of times in this. You get musicians on screen playing the Rocky music and you hear that music. The music is coming from what's on screen. It's not just music added in from, you know, the music world that you can't... It's
1: not actually happening in it the It would be really funny real though fiction. if one of the times where it's one of the real somber, you blum, blum, blum. I couldn't do this agent. Yo, Pauly, stop playing that piano, man.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Rockler. you know, just... There is a bit later where Mickey's just like, someone's playing it, I think Mickey or Paulie or someone is just like, oh, Dad, shut up with that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it does happen. You're right, you're right, yeah. So the marching band's playing the theme, Rocky has big statue unveiled, he's awkwardly working his way up to his retirement speech, and he says, this is really <laughs> hard, I feel like a bum.
1: Sam, I've got to ask you this, because I know for a fact that this is your jam, right? Because I know yeah. you like when people try to make things and they do a bad job of it. Oh, yeah, also, yeah. particularly when they try to save something and they end up making it worse. Yes. What are, or are there any famous examples of, like, statues of famous figures oh. that, like, oh. ca- catastrophically do not represent the subject matter in question?
0: I feel like there's loads, but there was... A- the one that sticks in my recent memory was there's, there's a Cristiano Ronaldo one. Yes, <laughs> which is it just... looks like a
1: multi pack of crisps. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is just rubbish. Yeah, I do love a, a wrong statue. I mean, you know, making a statue is hard. I'm not saying it's easy to be a sculptor.
1: Yeah, yeah we're, we're, you're talking to a couple of, like, you know, would be sculptors over here who've got, we just have marble <laughs> that's unfinished, cracked, and strewn about the house. We took it all the way back from Italia. It didn't even work. Ugh. Getting a
0: resemblance is hard, but when it, goes horribly wrong it is hilarious again send in some wrong statues yeah
1: absolutely no wrong statues always very good yeah. I, I submit to you Sam Chaplin Hello. my OTP and co-host uh-huh. of cinemaswirl at gmail.com That's cinema to, to the cinemaswirl at large I propose to you hmm. that I would enter the Rocky statue into the embarrassingly bad statue hall of fame because it looks nothing like him it's like they reckoned, oh, when he goes, he'll look like this because he'll get a fucking pounded up into hamburger, <laughs> Or, like, you know. You know we will go oh, Mickey Rourke his ass, like. But he, he's, he looks like grand, and then he's like, yeah, thanks to this fucking statue me. That look, this statue me, where my face looks like an, a literal, metaphorical representation of famine, like you, like, you know, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> you know? fucking face like a coffin ship like. Come I on. Think- <laughs>
0: I think maybe they just had, like, a statue of Boxer in the props department and thought, can we get away with just putting this in? If we don't cut to it enough times, we'll probably get away with it. We've just got
1: a statue resembling tragic male inadequacy. Can we just pop a pair of shorts on that? Yeah, yeah, because we have them with a tiny willy already, and I think it just wouldn't... (laughs) Yeah, just pop them over on there. It's so bad. Did you know about the scandal about the real... Not scandal, but the hubbub about the real-life Rocky statue in Philadelphia? No. So, there was a real-life Rocky... Rocky Statue that was commissioned. Mm-hmm. It was commissioned by. Oh, Sylvester Stallone commissioned the Rocky statue. That was good of him to do that. I didn't know that. He just. Well, oh, he sorry. Made he that commissioned happen. three Rocky statues. What? He commissioned three Rocky statues. They wanted to have right. the Rocky statue outside the top of the Rocky steps in Philadelphia, which is, uh, as I believe, mm-hmm. it's the. We talked about it before, it's the Museum of Art or whatever it is, is at the top there. And that led to a big. Mm public debate in philly about whether or not a statue of a fictional boxer was considered to be art or not and is it in poor taste or you know fucking bourgeois or whatever to have the statue outside of it and it was there and then it got moved outside the stadium because i know every time they do wrestling from philadelphia they always show the shot of the rocky statue outside the stadium i think it went back to the actual spot in front of the rocky steps At another point, there was another statue that was then sent to some... Museum Hall of Fame, but I was looking up the third statue. They tried to sell it on eBay for like four million dollars, and this is great. I was like on the Wikipedia page on eBay. They tried to sell on eBay, and like it didn't get any, it didn't get any bids for four million. And then like the eBay, the Wikipedia page was like it was subsequently put up several more times without any bids. Right. The lowest of which was a million dollars, and the bid for that turned out to be fraudulent, and then it was taken away. So there is a third Rocky statue in circulation. I don't right. know if Sylvester Stallone uses it to hang up damp washing on or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad he's commissioned three and one of them is just not worth anything to anyone.
1: Like, if it's that it's uh, it's to excess and it's built up on eBay. You know, eBay automatically relists and brings it down by, like, you know, a quid or whatever. Yeah. So if you or I want to maybe have a look up online and I, we could house share it. You could spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Nottingham. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in Salford, and then... Well, by this point, it's probably, like, 200 quid. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we we can all muck in. Stretch for that. And, and then yeah, a reward to A right. patron could be, you can have a picture taken <laughs> with your Rocky statue in either Nottingham or Salford. <laughs> yeah, i will be all right.
0: I'd like that. At this unveiling, Clubber Lang shows up, of course he does, and he challenges Rocky, who's in the middle of a retirement speech, to a fight, and he calls him a bum, which is... Rocky takes that bait. He, he was all all right until it's like, you're a, you're a bum mate. Sure,
1: this bum only here has only been fighting other bums. So he has. And now you, yeah, yeah, you should be running scared now. So you should from old Clubberlang now, boy, huh? And he's he's be fired up. He is. He's berating him, Sam. Yeah. And the last straw was the Clubber's chatting up Adrian, which is just
0: that's not on that and rocky really flips his yeah he's, he
1: basically has done every single bad guy wrestling promo from like the late 90s which is like hey baby don't i come to my hotel room show you what a real man looks like huh why don't you come up here now baby come on i'll show you a real man like the real men apparently always in in search of proving their worth to women who do not know what an apparent real man looks like The best salon's not a real man apparently it's a didactic thing. It's that They're educating women about
0: what a real man is, which is actually I quite nice. I think they too. may
1: have a moral or ulterior motive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, some people are just educators in their communities, Kevin, and I don't think it's fair for you to label them. And that is that
1: didactic now, no, because it was played <coughs> on a radio then afterwards, and they are like, here's what Clever Lang said earlier, and he's like, show you what a real man looks like, you know. <laughs> and now Mick's retiring as well. Like this is like announced. This is like proposing at someone else's wedding. You don't retire in someone else's retirement speech. Like yeah, he's out, and Rocky's. He wants
0: answers. He wants to know why that's happening.
1: He's there. He wants to retire. Right. The fans have had an awful ordeal now because it's the big, big shouting match with Clubber Lang. And, and also he's there basically saying hey Adrian why don't you do a marry on me now come here now and we'll move into me flat together and like you gotta think for and now Mick's retiring you gotta think Rocky looking there now that statue's ruined for him it's just full of bad memories
0: yeah you, you won't be able to plug that on eBay because it's just it's been tarnished by all the day's <laughs> memories as well I mean that's probably why he's trying to get rid of it Mickey's leaving because he knows that Rocky will lose yeah he says he said that Killer Lang will literally club him <laughs> He's saying that Rocky hasn't been hungry enough. And Rocky's well, I've been eating all these steaks and stuff. I've been eating stuff. They were bombs, bums, Rock! They weren't steaks! He's had hand easy title defences. Which, I, I guess that can happen in boxing. It's not... It's kind of just... I don't know how boxing works, the world of boxing.
1: The matches are set up, generally speaking, with the promoter and the manager. Yeah. And the promoter and the manager... Will, and I know that they have scouts and stuff like that right. as well, but I'm I, sorry, I'm piecing this together mostly from Rocky movies and <laughs> other boxing films that I have yeah. watched. As I, I, I don't care for boxing, but I love boxing films. Um, have you seen Million Dollar Baby? No. Oh. We could do a sad swirl. That yay. would be a great. <laughs> yay! So what they will do is they will chat amongst themselves and they'll basically find someone where they think, is like, right, this will either give us, a fight that will get enough media attention or will on paper seem appealing enough but they're not literally like well this person over here is like the best boxer will will be the hardest fight for the champion that's not how they do it it's not it's not done that way where it's like well this person has the biggest chance of actually beating them so they because if if it was just the case that the promoter and the boxing commission did it but as far as I know with a lot of the matches there is a lot of ebb and flow there's a lot of influence from lots of different parties and from what I've gathered from boxing movies the world of boxing is incredibly Incredibly corrupt at the best of times. Oh, I can imagine. So, yeah. yeah, stuff like this. I think I think this is some soft corruption
0: is what Mick is involved in here, Sam. Right. Rocky's like, hey, come on, please train me one last time. And the way he gets him to agree is that if, if you don't agree to train me one more time, I'll tell everyone you haven't bought new underwear in ten years. That
1: was a secret, Rocky.
0: That kind of scandal you don't want getting out, that's the sort of thing that'll make you train a boxer for one last fight.
1: Maybe he can incorporate his smelly old pants into making... Rocky, like train and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> like I said, having to catch a chicken, they put the smelly underpants on the chicken. You have to run away from it. Like, ah, get away.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no chickens in the smell. No chickens. Very disappointing. Yeah,
1: ups- upset. Mate, maybe the chicken is Rocky Balboa ducking clubber lang, cluck cluck. Uh, right? Sorry, I yeah, say duck? Yeah. I should have said cluck, as in cluck cluck, because he's a chicken. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sam, we, we, we've talked about didactic and diegetic music. But what's the name for a music that literally explains what's happening in the movie through the lyrics? Um, L- literal. Music. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear this great song here when they're trailing? Push in, getting ready for the fight. <laughs> Gonna do some boxing with Clubber Lake.
0: <laughs> I find that a lot of like daytime like house-selling programs do this sort of thing. Um, if there's a bit where, I don't know, something's gone wrong, with the, there's some rain yeah. or something, and that's caused a, a setback. They'll play Why does it always rain on me? They'll just like, someone in the department that yeah, sorts yeah. the music will just google the word and rain like, and see what John's happens. John's
1: meant to be having his open house garden party to try and sell his three bedroom open plan cottage here in Bedfordshire yeah. but I bless the rains then in Africa <laughs> it's raining! And I think this is what's happening, they've just googled
0: like Music that says getting ready for a fight in it and they put that in it and it's worked. There
1: it does work. At this it does public public training session, they're selling Rocky Roads. Sorry, Rocky Robes. Rocky <coughs> Robes. Ooh. What's <laughs> up well, a bit of Rocky Robes? How can we train in this creep joint? Yeah, he's he's renting like a flashy gym
0: that is kind of like a tourist attraction I'm not really sure what it is, it's like a
1: Yeah, it's a public
0: sparring type of a thing Come look at Rocky do his training
1: Yeah, it's the type of thing that the champ would do public training thing, I know that like big football teams do that sometime as well, where they're like, you want to see how much soccer we're going to play this Sunday at the big fucking soccer match down the soccer stadium, <laughs> you know Manchester United, your <gasps> soccer bites, it's bogus, when you get a face full of West Ham style soccer, you're (laughs) (laughs)
0: Rocky, he's getting complacent here Because he's still being Rocky the celebrity He's taking pictures, kissing girls Yeah, not
1: like Clubber Lang who's training in an uncleaned room Yeah, which means he's training harder Yeah, because he's hungry and
0: he's smelly Yeah, they don't waste time cleaning the joint They spend time training in the joint Exactly, yes Yeah And Oh yeah, so this is the thing There's a little band in the background playing Rocky's theme And Mickey's like, change your tune and it's all a bit meta and clever there. I'm like, ah, because we've, we've heard that and it's the rocky music. They
1: started doing Eye of the Tiger instead, and then Nick's like, now that's more of my style, baby. <laughs> Eye of the Tiger was nominated for Best Song, and it didn't win. Oh, what one instead of that? Love lifts us up where we belong. Oh, did it really? That one, which, in fairness, Owen Begrudge giving that a couple of Oscars, you know? No, no, fair, fair enough. enough. Um, best, best actor, cinematography, you know?
0: <laughs> Makeup,
1: probably. Um, th- Rocky and Mickey have a little chat. Funniest <laughs> movie. <laughs> best Kiss, sorry, Best Snog. I know they renamed it the Academy did in, in 93, yeah, yeah. didn't they? Best Snog. Yeah, best Snog. And then the Right Guard Maximum Protection <laughs> Slam of the Week. <laughs>
0: Rocky and Mickey, they have a bit of a chat about what they're going to do when it's, this is all over. And Mickey's answer is great. I don't know, maybe join up with a Soikus. Circus. Yeah. I like Soikus. That's great. Yeah, he just uh, wants a
1: big bag of peanuts, Sam. Uh, That's what he wants. And Rocky,
0: as they're leaving, hums a little bit of circus music. He does have a little bit of wit in him, does does Rocky. Oh, yeah. And it's quite sweet to see it come out. Yeah, he does have some funny lines.
1: It's just that... In the previous Rocky movies, you know that he knows that about himself, and because Mm. he knows that, that's why he does things like read joke books, or be like, let's tell some jokes, because that's how he thinks that if you have a wit, that you are to express it. It's not naturally through just saying a witty thing now, then it's like, let's have some jokes. (laughs) Joke time. Is Rocky changed too much in this movie, because... In terms of personability, I think this movie relies very heavily on the fact mm. that you've seen him in Rodden 2, and there's not a lot of time spent with Rocky being like, you know, you see him with his kid a little bit, and he's quite cute with his kid, you know, do-do-do-do-do. But, um... Is he less
0: lovable in this movie? A little bit. I think the idea here is that like he's become too big for his boots, he's become a celebrity, and he's got complacent and he's not But he's hungry. not a
1: dickhead though, or anything like
0: that, yeah. No, that's the thing. So Sylvester doesn't fully sell that transition into, uh, it's not outright being a dick, it's just being a bit, just forgetting that you're a boxer and you've really got to train very hard. Yeah. And it's, a, it's not quite as exaggerated as it would be, I imagine, if some other actors were playing this or writing this or directing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not that much of a character change for him. He's still the same guy, <laughs> which is fine. And, and I was quite surprised. Like It was fight time already in this film. Yeah. So it was time for the big Clubber Lang showdown. I thought, oh, we, we normally spend all of our time building up to the fight. But now we've got a midpoint fight, which is interesting. So he's definitely going to (laughs) lose.
1: So it is fight time, and Clubber Lang is berating the media, smashing up cameras, and joining us on commentary, the master of disaster and the king of sting, Apollo. Hey, he's back. It's nice to see
0: Apollo Creed again. Clubber Lang talking to the press is like... I don't want to do no talking, I do my talking in the ring. Which is a shame, given how good at talking he is, that he would say that.
1: Yeah, it must be killing him all this talking that he's having to do to explain how he doesn't want to talk, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great to see Apollo back. That's nice. Oh, Jesus, mixed, dying.
0: Yeah, Club has pushed him over. What, what a bloody bugger he is doing that. Booger I
1: call him. Buggerlang? <laughs> 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 I love this bit when Rocky's just freaking out, and he's like, What do I do, Adrian? What do I do? What do I do? What I do I do, What do, do, do I do?
0: Yeah, Mickey's having a heart attack and dying, and Rocky, quite rightly, I'd say, wants to call the fight off.
1: What do I do, Adrian? What do I do? diddly do doopy do. doo
0: It's episode 52. Here we are. <laughs> Adrian and Mickey stay in the dressing room. Rocky heads to the fight, but obviously his mind's going to be out of the game, Kevin.
1: I don't know. Polly's psyching him up. He's like, You should kill him. You should... <laughs> and that count, that count my I got, I got my dandro Yeah, go on.
0: Club is even being a dickhead to Apollo Creed. He, he's slagging him off as well. And what Apollo Creed says to Rocky is, "Give everyone a present and drop this chump." I love that. That's great. Give everyone a gift
1: by knocking this
0: guy like, Come down. Come on, Rocky,
1: if you take him out this movie, will be over in 25 minutes. We'll be able to make good timeline.
0: He's basically saying what Paulie's saying, but with a, a lot more finesse. Paulie just going for, yeah, just k- uh, kill him. Just mur- kill him, mate. Murder him. I'm Paulie. This
1: ain't made of cardboard. This is uh, not a particularly <laughs> great boxing ending <laughs> for Rocky. Now, no. Clubber punches and bops the absolute shite out of him. But in my kind of boxing analysis here, and I don't know what you thought of this, sound, but I really felt it was them slow-motion punches really did him in. And I was just wondering, like, is that even regulation? Like, I don't even think the Boxing Commission would allow a slow-motion punch today, you know, knowing the damage that it would do and the concussion evidence that we have and whatnot afterwards, you know? You would
0: think, in terms of physics, the faster punches would hurt more, but it's actually the slow
1: ones more damage. The power builds. More da- it builds. <laughs> <laughs> Over time, and it, it re- does. It rips really knackers him. It does. It goes through it hard. In my notes, I put that
0: Rocky's getting punched to fuck here, and he he goes down. That's basically what happens in this scene. He he gets the upper hand early on, but he really gets properly punched. All of the boxing in the Rocky films, including this, it's pretty convincing. I, it's interesting you say that
1: because I was watching this movie and I know we brought it up in a previous Rocky movie I mean I don't watch boxing so I don't know I don't have much to compare it to but it looks the freaking. sound effects I know we've brought up before and I know obviously they've you, improved a bit they have improved but mm. there is a little part of me when I was watching that thinks you know 30 40 years time people are going to watch that with the same kind of giddiness of like seeing you know old west where they like speed up the footage of a, of a horse running or like you know a, a wagon going out of control to make it seem more animated and things like that, it, it yeah. there's an almost like fever dream like quality to all of the bon- 66 <laughs> because it, it sounds like a fucking cougar diving through a glass window. <laughs> Whoa! What
0: the fuck did you do? I punched him. What? I thought it was quite good. I thought it's still pretty convincing. But I, I, I get what you're saying. It is still a bit kind of exaggerated, but a, a good use of music here when Rocky gets knocked down. There's some weird, scary musical noise.
1: I get knocked out, but I
0: yeah, uh, uh, No, that's the TV documentary, you know, daytime approach to it. if someone got knocked out. Alan has been knocked out.
1: <laughs> I get knocked
0: out. <laughs> but there's weird, scary like noises that aren't quite musical that make. Us feel as the audience that we've been knocked out too, and we're a bit dazed and we're confused. What's going on?
1: When Rocky goes, "Mm -hmm, (laughs) "Mm -hmm, (laughs) yeah,
0: it's that. "Mm -hmm, And then the referee's like, "Mm -hmm, (laughs) (laughs) "We've got a new, "Mm -hmm, (laughs) new new champion of the world. It's lang He's very happy to be champion. He's doing a lot of shouting. It's like I'm the best. I win. I'm the champion." And then he just starts going.
1: Like it's just he, he ran out of phrases. Yeah. I think if you pulled the string on the Clubber Lang ten times, he starts going. <laughs> Rrr, <laughs> Rrr. Now Mickey,
0: Mickey's still like he's down and out. He's he's had his heart attack. He's uh, he's on the way out.
1: Yeah, like when they had the ten count overlapping with the CPR. Like I really felt someone mm. should have went and told the referee the direct impact that the count was having on the man <laughs> dying backstage. Like, just wait, yeah, <laughs> All right, you're doing them all out of sync now. Hang on, you know. It's it's really
0: quite emotional here because Rocky, Mickey asks for the result. Rocky tells him it was a second round knockout, and Mickey believes that Rocky won. And he's like, oh, I you did, you, we did it, we did it together. And Rocky not realizing what's going on, he's like, no, we didn't do it. There's still lots of training we need to do. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Mickey says he, he loves him, and and then he's gone. And it, honestly, it was quite hard to watch Rocky. Dealing with this, it's pretty good emotional acting from Sylvester Stallone here. That kind of gut base level dealing with grief immediately, he pulls off quite well, I thought.
1: And even though this Rocky Three, I mean, I don't know if you've kind of got it at this point, that like Rocky Three, when I was saying it takes a slight tonal shift, but this is mm. definitely the movie's more veering towards you know, sports action than kind of maybe a drama that happens to fall upon the backdrop of sports, like the first Rocky did, kind of the second one did as well. But definitely that's like one of the saddest moments, I think, of the whole Rocky. You know, it's the biggest emotional moment, like Mick dying, nothing comes close to that really, in terms of like uh, a big impact. It did kind of spoil my enjoyment of the scene though, because, you know, Rocky tells that big dirty fib and then Mick passes away. But I just, I came up with a tagline they could have used for, like, the, blue, the mm. Blu-ray release or something like this, you know. Uh, yeah. Rocky three, lying and dying, like, you know, just <laughs> as a kind of a, a bonus <laughs> two-disc edition you could do, you know. Yeah. One disc could be lying and one disc could be dying, like, you know. Yeah, and yeah. the disc that's lying, it's Rocky going, yeah, we won, and then make going, ah, come closer. Ah. <laughs>
0: I think a lot of us have had to deal with, with grief at some point in our lives. No,
1: and my boxing trainers never died. I, I didn't relate to this whatsoever. But well, good for you. Now, when I'm dealing with that kind of emotion,
0: what I do is I ride my motorcycle up to the big statue of myself and I throw my helmet at her.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Don't take it out on the statue, mate. Like, you know?
0: Oh, God. Yeah, I I mean I was saying how great the emotional acting was immediately in the aftermath, but just ride up to a big statue and throw a helmet at it. And maybe it's supposed to mirror what Paulie does at the start where he throws a beer bottle at the pinball machine. It's like, you know, it's that
1: same I thought he was gonna climb up on the statue and try and like bite and break his thumbs like you son of the a you know, <laughs> do <laughs> They should have had the statue fight, I think, fight Club yeah? instead, because right. 'cause he's got I mean the arms are obviously up, so he's obviously quite prone You know, to tickling and stuff like that. But I imagine with the gloves that that would be a non-factor, as they say in the boxing business. Now, if you remember a
0: long time ago when we did the bit before we watched the film,
1: weeks ago, I was talking about whether
0: oh maybe Apollo and Rocky are going to be mates or something here. And oh, in the old gym, Rocky goes in and, and it's Apollo. Creed here, offering to train Rocky. Here we fucking go. I got genuinely quite excited at this point. I was like, "Yeah, d- oh, I'm so glad that this is narratively happening." It this is, is fantastic.
1: such a fucking dream, and it. It's like it's the baddie from the first yeah. two movies becoming goody. Like that is that is, I think, the purest storytelling device ever. Baddie becomes goody. Yeah, that is like it's so fucking great. It's the reason why it's the backbone of like every fucking successful, like, every successful story, like, ever has got that in it. It's so fucking good. I love us.
0: remember when Darth Vader trained Luke Skywalker to use his lightsaber at the end of the Star Wars. That was great, wasn't it? We had that big montage. In fairness, though,
1: that did still (laughs) do have a baddie becoming a goodie, like, and it was still you know? That's just really good. And I'll tell you what, Him in this movie, in this capacity, is great because Carl Weathers is all business and he is getting this shit over. He's like, Eye of the Tiger Rock, Eye of the Tiger, Eye of the Tiger Rock. You know what you need to have? You need to have the Eye of the Tiger. Let me play something for you. Listen to it, Rock, now. Listen to it. It's the Eye of the Tiger Rock. It's the Eye of the Tiger. Sing it with me. Sing it with me. You know, we gotta... He's still doing...
0: I do. do get getting with it. Club of is continue to just slag everyone off on, on
1: Hard tele. words from a hard man. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that TV show, Ross Kemp's Hardest Words? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ross Kemp on words, he'd just go up and... One right, of the yeah.
1: words kicked down a front door with a boat latch on it. It was fucking scary.
0: And he was visibly rattled at that point, so that's, that's there's not... There's no,
1: no right way or good time to bring this up, but I don't know if you know mm. that Mr. T... Shared something in common with a lot of mid- to high-level English stand-up comedians in the year 2010 to 2013. Don't know if you knew what he shared with those that group of people.
0: Him, himself, yes. during that
1: period of time.
0: Shared with mid-level yeah. stand-up comedians. I, I've
1: got nothing. He got his own web-exclusive BBC3 comedy series. <laughs> Oh, it was either that or a Channel 4 Blap, you know,
0: it was, it was, it was going to be one of those ones.
1: <laughs> oh, good for him. A Blap, you mean like a real sh No, it's just a no, Blap. Online only, it's a Blap. And once anyone has seen it, it is removed from the internet forever. <laughs> and then taken out to a big farmyard in Essex to be burnt. No, no, one of those
0: got commissioned into a full series. Which one? Probably one of them, I oh, would, would imagine. Not,
1: no, it wouldn't make sense that one of them would be. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, like... no. Uh, I think it was called like, Mr. T's silliest fills or something like that. Like <laughs> you know, he got two seasons he had out of it, and according oh. to Wikipedia, mm. it was well received but not recommissioned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, good, good for Mr. T. I'm
1: glad he well. Make yeah. that what you will. Make that what you will.
0: So, Rocky, is has gone to Apollo's old
1: gym. Skid Row! Yeah, which is... it's There's all these bags everywhere, like, you know. There's this valley of bags and Skid Row, like. It's a bit dingy, it's very busy, but I tell you what, mate, It's hungry. All right. Well, nothing gets me hungrier than a damp, smelly room, you know? That that makes me fucking starve, and it does. Yeah. And uh, Paulie, not content with being
0: just a drunk dingus, starts to get, I think, quite racist here, but not. Of course he is! I mean, he says, I don't like these people, and the gym is in- entirely black people, and uh, it doesn't sound great, but everyone just kind of, you know, it's like, oh, it's just Paulie. He's, just, he's, he's a just bit Paulie. of a dickhead. It's just, it's just a racist, like, it's fine Yeah. Funny that's all all he does is he he throws a bottle at a pinball machine he goes to prison he has a little fight he tries to get a job and then he's racist for the rest of the film
1: they were asked which racist they wanted on screen and they're like you can either have Paulie or you can have Hulk Hogan and they say, well, at least Paul, you just playing a racist, so <laughs> we'll have we'll have him as well. And you could leave the other lad away if that's all right. He's basically having here what they call grace training, so that Rocky can be more light in his feet, more feathery. Stallone lost a crazy amount of weight. I don't know if you know, that he was like a good deal smaller in this movie. Trim. He, he was very trim. Cra- mm. He was like no body fat. He was like an absolute fucking machine. Yeah. But it's interesting that even though he has no body fat, he swam. He still swims like an overweight dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he's not. laughs> that's it, boy. Use the hunger to continue
0: your advance. <laughs> Apollo's really trying hard to motivate Rocky, but I mean, when he, when he's boxing training him, he's just basically punching the shit out of Rocky. Rocky's not doing it, and he's like, "Oh, let's let's do it tomorrow." And Apollo rightly says. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. This is like me saying five more minutes when, you know, I don't want to wake up in the morning. There, is, there are no five more minutes. You, work is now. You've got to go now.
1: I mean him, him shouting There is no tomorrow For me would not motivate me He's like oh really Alright oh, that's a load off my mind then." I don't have to do that box I'm, I'm going to have <laughs> a wank I'm off like see you later like. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know training is stepping up Sam When the crop tops get busted out Oh yeah I mean Carl Weathers looks great in this crop top This is a uh, This is a look. This is a vibe. This is, I mean, this is hot girl summer, pretty much. This is what it is. This is the epitome of it right here. With these two guys, these two studs, yeah. prancing on the beach. And they weren't doing it for the gram back in those Absolutely days. You didn't
0: have the gram. They, were just, they just loved running on
1: a beach. Hashtag just love running
0: on a beach. And I've never, I don't think I've ever run on a beach. Maybe as a child I've run on a beach. But it, walking on a beach is noticeably trickier than walking on flat ground. So
1: I've run on a beach, but only after once my brother said look over here and he threw sand into my eyes into into my right. open eyes and then I went um, it's a funny joke to be fair it was, it was very funny <laughs> because what I didn't realise is that sand they're actually tiny stones with yeah, broken yeah. bits of shell and it was all over my eye and then I obviously the, you tried to blink to make it stop but blinking actually that caused makes it, it worse. it's yeah. basically like rubbing sandpaper in your eyes and I, I remember what I said was I said ah, <laughs> ah sand in my eyes and I ran to run into the water to put salt ironically salty water in my Uh, eyes to wash it away so that was me running on the beach did did you feel like Rocky in this scene you're like you know I felt like a bum Sam if I'm honest like (laughs)
0: And Rocky's having all sorts of horrible flashbacks to Mickey's death and all this kind of thing and we get the loud sound effects and music he's having a hard time, he's really struggling he's not processed his
1: grief, he's went too hard into his work after the big sad event has happened.
0: Yeah, and he he can't get over that and therefore he can't commit to Eye of the Tiger full-on fucking training.
1: He's like, oh, how about the Eye of the Tiger? How about, like, Eyelash of the Tiger? Just a little bit of (laughs) No, Rob, that's not... There's too many beats then, no!
0: There is no Eyelash! (laughs) There is no Eyelash! (laughs) Adrian, who, let's
1: face it, up until this point has not really had
0: anything to do in this movie.
1: Uh, Sorry, Sam, did you not refer to my notes regarding her new hat in scene one? And and she did hesitate to do the do 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 do. I mean, she did do a bit of that. Eventually, so like, she just had some stuff to do.
0: She sees Rocky looking out of the waves, looking sad, and she does a full-on great monologue here.
1: The thing that Mick used to do. Yeah, she breaks him down and lets him build himself back up again. Yeah, I mean, is this because Rocky
0: doesn't think his title reign was real and Mickey gave himself soft opponents. He's all upset about Mickey, and he admits that he's afraid. I'm afraid. Good. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> he is afraid. And when all the smoke is cleared, and everyone's done chanting your name, it's just going to be us. And that's a nice little thing. And that can mean all sorts of things. Apollo thinks you can do it, so do I. But you've got to do it for the right reasons. Not for guilt, not for money, just for you, mate. Great stuff from Adrian here, who really it really gives it her all in this, this scene.
1: It's probably like her best bit in all... I mean, again, this is another yeah. thing, I, I mean... I I feel like I may have, like, internally labeled this movie as, like, a less serious or the star of the less serious turn for Rocky movies or whatever. Yeah. But we've had probably the saddest moment in the franchise, and then, like, this is definitely Adrian's, like, biggest moment, because she never really has a big fucking, like, come on, like, nothing like this. How did you get so tough? I live with a fighter. Very cute. Very, very cute. That's nice.
0: So, So at that point... It's Adrian who convinces him to get his head in the fucking game. Eye the tiger, baby. Fucking
1: She, she literally invokes the montage, Sam. That's how powerful the speech yeah.
0: was. She, she gives him an eye of a tiger and he
1: takes it and he runs with it. Here is a selection of highlights from the montage. Sure. Crop tops. Beach run. Yep. Ball bops. Skipping. Swimming. Faster skipping. Faster swimming. Ducking. Hugs it's really nice to see
0: those lads getting on so well and having a big hug in the oh, sea
1: Sam, ah, love that where is the closest beach to us because I feel like we've always been landlocked I'd like to do a cinema of a promo shoot where we run on the beach and sh- have a hug in the sea it'll be very cold given where we are yeah in the we world, could go to but, Scunthorpe yeah. or something like that like. <laughs> go to Skegness like, that'd be great it's my <laughs> spiritual home, oh. the
0: seaside Skegness I didn't realize that the Rocky music had a fucking sick solo that's what this montage just taught me
1: yeah <laughs> it's such a fucking sassy number this one It's basically like the Rocky theme saw Eye of the Tiger strutting around mm. And then it's like I've got to step up my game here I was I, still a little bit of gas left in the tank here
0: Excuse me,
1: you know Hold my saxophone
0: It's as if those two musical cues are having a little fight
1: You know, they're building up to their big rematch And that big rematch is happening in Madison Square Garden Or MSG as it's also mm. known have you got any predictions for tonight's match? The big Box and New and uh, Mr. T, uh, uh, Clubber Lang versus, versus Rocky Balboa? Pain. 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 Pain
0: pain that's his prediction pain. and, and
1: then at mean, that moment everyone's like oh shit you're got- hitting each other for real like they're going to get her ah, ah. everyone's yeah. returning it, their money at the know, yeah, yeah. returning their tickets at the box office you know mr t does actually say i pity the fool at one point in this which is
0: great because that's his that's what i associate with mr t that line has that come up in other things again and again and again he's taken that oh from yeah that, rocking, that's that's you know, his just,
1: like i'm that's his. Pretty thing. sure he he has that you know sewn up with a series of got some copyright on that for sure. Like you know, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that the font that Rocky has on his robe is the funnest font we've seen in the Rocky movies so far. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's no yeah, Jokerman, it's which is just you know, obviously a a, a <laughs> gag of letter, you know. But uh, it's
0: still quite fun. <laughs> oh, hey, symbolic moment here. Apollo gives him the America trousers, the short
1: trousers, the very trousers that he wore when they first had a box.
0: Yeah, and uh, he, he, he's kept mentioning like, "Oh, when this is all over, you'll do that favour for me, right?" And What favour? I don't know. You didn't tell me about a favour, and the, but it just keeps coming up. Like, mm, what? Mm, what's that going to be? What's I want that your
1: organs, Rocky. I want them.
0: <laughs> I want you to wash those shorts again, please, because uh, you know I don't want to have them back all covered in Rocky sweat.
1: They're your problem now. <laughs> I love that that Mr. T T screaming that Rocky should have never never came came back. back. There's something something about about that phrase. phrase, He says it over over, and over again. He should have never came back. back. Never Never came back. 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 I I fucking love love these two two shouting shouting at each other other throughout this match. This is probably... I don't know. this, no, this is, this is probably, probably my favorite my Rocky, Rocky fight in, in, in the in Rocky, Rocky movies. Movie, this, this one, one here, because I, I love that, that. It's, it's the first, the first time, time we seen seeing he's trying to something completely, completely different. different. He's, he's fighting, fighting the, the the same opponent twice in one movie, and he's fighting him very yeah. differently. And this time, he's trying to be super light. He's trying to. Let him tire himself out. And again, that's just like in The Simpsons. That's how Homer always won by the mm-hmm. people letting them tire themselves out. And I think that's another bit, I've obviously been informed of that episode from here. And Rocky, I mean he's got a bit of his swagger back.
0: Or maybe that swagger was never there, because he's doing a bit of taunting, a bit of riling him up and just you know You ain't so wear-
1: bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Club Like quite cutely says I'm going to bust you up and he's like go go, go for Wait, it.
1: Yeah, me right yeah. You ain't so yeah. bad. You ain't so bad. And and then <laughs> Mr. T's like I'm terrible. Stop. I am. I'm very bad. You ain't so bad. <laughs> the shots of these two
0: circling each other are great where you know the camera's following them around. That's good. The fight looks authentic. Rocky's got the fucking eye of the tiger in his eyes. You can see it.
1: And he's got the cream of the fight as well. Yeah, he has. He's, he's like he's the cat who he's the tiger who got the cream. The tiger who came to cream.
0: <laughs> he's the tiger who came to cream. Uh, yeah, I mean this this is just a really fun fight. It's hard to kind of like chat about this and analyze it too much. It's just a good, f- pretty convincing, fun fight. Rocky has a strategy. The strategy pays off. The music's great. Rocky knocks Clubber Lang the fuck down. He clubs him down, and he's done it. And he's back on top. It, this maybe the result was kind of predictable in that rocky loses a boxing match in the middle yeah and then
1: and you're you're in 90 minutes like you know where this is all like yeah it's yeah. it is very much a very neat little package compared to the other. Because, I mean, Rocky Two is... So much of it is like an epilogue to the first one, you know? Yeah. And Rocky One, you know, it it doesn't have... It has a happy ending that is also happy for different reasons to why it should be a happy ending of the sports movie, where you win. Whereas this is very much just more formulaic, like... He's the hero. He has a fall from grace. He meets adversity. He overcomes it. He wins. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Kevin, what was that favour
0: that Apollo was asking for? He wanted
1: to go in and have one more round with Rocky Balboa. Hang on a minute, and I'll ring my special friendship bell. It's a private rematch. Private rematch Um, with a special private bell. Ding, ding.
0: What was the expanded Blu-ray version of this film that you were talking about earlier, Kevin, that you wanted to put out there? What was it called that again? Was the
1: Lying and Dying version. Lion and Dying.
0: And Rocky says, Didn't you say that when I beat you, you learned to live with it? Paula says, I lied. Oh, no, that means there's more lies than dies. Someone else died on this movie <laughs> we didn't know. Like You fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Another cute line. This is very sweet. They're about to come to blows. Freeze frame. The freeze frames in these films are always quite... Yeah, they're very where they're actually like. stop.
1: And then we're out That's Rocky 3, all done and dusted That was a blast It's appropriate that we're now here on a Sunday afternoon Because that mm. very much feels like a Sunday afternoon movie Maybe that was fate telling us That we had to speak about this movie It a more wouldn't let us face. record it, earlier It simply it, would not no, no. Did you enjoy yourself with Rocky 3? Yes d- 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 Yes yeah. I did
0: I like <laughs> that film It was good Ah uh, yeah
1: Rocky Three, it was Sam, good. Did you like it more, less, same as the previous installments of the Rakaki franchise? I don't feel like this was a step down in any way.
0: Mm. I think I, I I see your point about how this is transitioning towards just being big here's the bo- here's the big boxing that you yeah. like. Forget all this drama stuff, and there was there was less of things going on in Rocky's life that weren't immediately connected to boxing it was all boxing even Mickey dying was was boxing you know it's a big boxing movie there's lots I feel boxed in by all this boxing but I still had a blast I had a really good time that doesn't mean it's not fun you know if it's not as much of a Compelling Oscar worthy drama, it's still a fun time.
1: It is an absolute hoot and a holiday. Mr. T, as Clover Lang, is like just one of the greatest villains in, in cinema. Oh, yeah. So fucking good. Fabulous. Worth the price of admission just for Mr. T having a big shout. Is you know? there anything about this movie that you didn't like as much? Was there any way it was less of? I mean, I know you did mention that there's, you know, probably less of the dramatic elements, or I guess less of a overarching narrative for for all the characters and whatnot. But did you still... I mean, how did you find that comparatively? I guess the thing I said about Rocky's character sort of seeming to have some
0: character development, you imagine that's the idea, but it's not really sold to you. You know, the, the build-up of him becoming the best in the world, kind of getting complacent. He doesn't fully become a dickhead, maybe that's good, because you don't want to not sympathise with it, I don't know there's nothing I can disagree with here, Adrian gets a big scene, I mean if that scene hadn't been in there, I'd be like Adrian had fuck all to do, but she did have something to do, she did really have something good to do there, Paulie's still a dick but that, and that's consistent at the very
1: least. Rocky without Mick though this is what I want to ask you, now obviously we're changing up some of the, the, the big the big pieces of the Rocky franchise, at the end of this movie are you kind of like I see the, this Rocky universe and I want to see lots more adventures in it. I mean, do, does this seem like there's fertile ground at this point where we are now in the Rocky in the rocky saga? Because I feel like we're going to be finishing this. In, it may not all be on this <laughs> series, but we will be finishing this by <laughs> hooky by crook-like. Look, I love Mickey. He was great.
0: I've seen Restless that was bigger than dinosaurs. That's a great line. But... I really love the dynamic between Apollo Creed and Rocky as friends, mm. as training buddies. Mm. I thought they w- had great chemistry together. I don't know whether that's explored in future films again, whether that comes back, whether they continue that relationship. I mean, I'd imagine at this point the sensible thing for Rocky to do would be to retire. <sighs> he probably won't, though. He's he's getting on a bit as well, isn't he? But they, uh, Apollo's saying, like oh, we're old
1: now. And I guess he's like in his thirties in this. Well, boxing is known for people to have very long, fruitful careers, and then long, fruitful retirements afterwards. So you know, that's. So I, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but
0: I, it's it'll be tough without Mickey. But if Apollo's there for the ride, then I'm happy because that was a great oh, pairing those two, not just as rivals, but oh, as friends. Boy, as I'm mates. so
1: glad you enjoy. It. I, I figured you would enjoy that because I think Apollo is like yeah. low-key like one of the best things about the first two movies and i love to get to see him in this Mm. in this new role like you you just once you get used to a character being a little bit of a dick but he's obviously got charisma and you just you you want to see those characters then be on the side of the protagonist it's it's inevitable to happen when a franchise runs as long as this i mean he came back in
0: in a cameo role on commentary and i thought maybe that was going to be it i'm glad it wasn't you know it's like oh apollo creed's here on commentary i thought is that have we just got him on commentary? No, he's a significant
1: part of the movie Great stuff It seems like you've had a very good time by accounts And little to nothing In the negative column Of this abacus Of film reviews of you watching this So Sam, I've got to ask you What is your rating for Rocky 3? I would give This This nice film <laughs> Four Star Wipes <laughs> You heard it here First on the swirl!
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. If you'd like to support the show directly, patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, that's at Cinemaswirl. If you want to join us on Facebook, where the votes for episodes take place, that's facebook.com forward slash Cinema Swirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, send them on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. If there's someone in your life who you think would enjoy Cinema Swirl, then why not recommend it to them? Otherwise, leave a review on whichever podcast thing you use, or just keep listening. That's much appreciated, so thank you. All right, see you next time. Bye.